All right, Clancy with us. 263 days. You are the ultimate jury. You get to decide. You can shock the world. I think what I'm about to say may surprise many of you, and I, I, I hope I have built up enough credibility with the vindication in the IG report and everything we told you about Hillary Clinton, her the Espionage Act, her obstruction, subpoenaed emails that were deleted and bleach bitten hammers and so on and so forth, how we were right on the dirty Russian dossier, funneled money through a law firm to an op research firm, hiring an, a, a former MI6 guy by the name of Christopher Steele, all happened. The media mob and the Democrats never paid any attention to the real Russian election interference, and that was Hillary's bought and paid for dirty Russian dossier full of lies. And then I think I hope I built up some credibility also with you being vindicated again by the inspector general report and that dirty dossier that we now know is not only unverifiable because Christopher Steele who put it together. It's his dirty dossier didn't stand by his own dossier. I have no idea if any of it's true, but that dossier was still leaked by the corrupt media Conspiracy theorists like Michael Isakoff, David Korn, etc. Why was it leaked before the election to influence the election? I was right when I kept saying this premeditated fraud on a FISA court, and they used the, the bulk of information was Hillary's bought and paid for dirty dossier. That all was verified now. Now, fact the mob and the media, the Democrats, they went with Trump, Russia collusion, Trump, Russia collusion, Russia collusion, Russia, 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 Russia. Russia. They have been proven, all of them, to be liars. They've all been proven wrong. And they were wrong on, you know, they took on breathtaking hypocrisy on the Ukraine issue because we have quid pro quo Joe. You're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor investigating my zero experienced son being paid millions and will continue to be paid millions, which happened. All of that was true. And I think it's part of the reason everything has happened. Like all of you... Um, there's a lot of things that has happened this week and what I have, after my anger passed today and I was angry at the news, the declination statement released by the attorneys for Andrew McCabe, the same Andrew McCabe that said to not general Flynn, Oh no, you don't need an attorney, you know, working with Comey who said, Oh, I did something I'd never do or get away with. And I sent my guys in on day four of the Trump administration. They set up a 33-year-old, a 33-year veteran of our armed services, not 33-year-old. And General Flynn lost his house. And General Flynn has now lived three years, him and his family, of pure hell. And I think that's coming to an end. Let me step back. So I, I see this declination release that they got a phone call from the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office, followed by a letter from the Justice Department's criminal investigation of Andrew McCabe. Now, this declination is very, very specific, and that has to do with him lying, and that no charges are going to be brought as it relates to this aspect of his case. Now, you go to the 2018, February 2018 IG report, they cite on page two twice that Andrew McCabe lacked candor, in other words, lying when he told Comey or made statements that led Comey to believe that he did not authorize the disclosure of information in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, that quote, McCabe lacked candor when he told agents he didn't authorize the disclosure to the Wall Street Journal. 
uh, that when questioned under oath by the OIG in a recorded interview, McCabe, quote, lacked candor on a number of other issues. Page 22, McCabe lacked candor. I won't go into all the details, but the point is, well, lacking candor is exactly what's happening. Okay, they got it with Manafort, Cohn, and uh, General Flynn. They didn't even think he was lying. They they actually made General Flynn lie to to when they didn't think he lied so that they'd stop putting all this pressure on him and threatening his own children. That's how sick some of these people are. Everything that we've been telling you has been proven correct. Now, the inspector general, go back now. We waited for the report. We got the report. We know what the findings are. Top takeaways, the FISA applications, numerous factual errors, omissions. They failed to vet the information. We now know it's debunked. It was unverifiable. We know that Kathleen Kavlak warned the FBI and DOJ, don't trust Christopher Steele. We know that Bruce Orr warned them in August of 2016 that the dossier was not verified, that Steele had an anti-Trump agenda, and that Hillary paid for it. They never told the FISA court in their application any of these things. Numerous serious performance failures. Um, now, we've also since had the Attorney General Barr state that a candidate and a transition team and deep into the Trump presidency, his words were spied on. He used the word spied. And then just two weeks ago, specifically citing the renewal warrants for FISA that they were obtained under false pretenses. Now, pay, uh, what, what I see going on here, when I let the anger subside, which was not particularly easy for me today, because what do I keep warning about? Equal justice under the laws at stake here. We can't have a dual justice system or, or, or the Constitution shredded. Equal ap- application of our laws. And like many of you, how does Hillary get away with deleting subpoenaed emails? And, and cleaning up our hard drive. You mean like with a cloth? No, by with bleach bit. You acid wash the thing. So they forensically can't see that you deleted that which was uh, subpoenaed. And then to make triply sure, and aid busting up devices and then removing SIM cards. It all happened. If any of us did that, we'd go to jail. That's why I'm so mad. But I'm, I'm, I'm standing back here. And I'm getting a broader view of the horizon. And what else happened this week? Well, the attorney general took a pretty unprecedented step and said, no, you're not getting away with this nine month recommended uh, jail term for Roger Stone. Roger Stone processed crimes. He lied to Congress. He lied to investigators. Okay. well, if as we pointed out yesterday, the average murderer in the country, you murder somebody. If you want to use the latest years that we have, you're only getting about, what, 13.4 years median time spent in jail. That's it. That is it. And then we see what else did the attorney general do? So he stepped in there and he said, that's that's a crock. And then you have four people resign from the Justice Department. Now, stay with me here. There's 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 a lot of moving parts to this because, you know, and I know we want justice to move fair more quickly and more expeditiously and and so on and so forth. What's at stake here is real. It's our entire constitutional system of justice, equal justice under the law, equal application of our laws. We can't have a dual justice system. By the way, the chief law enforcement officer in the country, do you know who it is? It is the president, the president of the United States. 
The president has the power and authority. He can walk into the Justice Department and say, I want you to investigate this, 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 and this. The president hasn't done that. Now, when the Attorney General Barr said, I wish the president wouldn't comment on these things, he's never asked me to do anything. But when he's commenting publicly, it makes my job almost impossible. Well, I think now we're, under, we're beginning to understand what's happening. Enough clues, crumbs are, are being dropped here. I think the declination is, is, so, is in the end, minor, small ball. That's not where the Attorney General and John Durham are. And you might say, Hannity, what if you're wrong? Well, if I'm wrong, I'll come on this program and, and admit it, unlike the rest of the media mob. But I don't think I am. Because something else has happened today. And that is the Attorney General also has installed an outside prosecutor to review the case against General Flynn. You know how I interpret that? Is General Flynn's going to be vindicated. That this, this what, what they have done to him is going to end. How do I know that? I don't. I'm surmising it. I'm looking at a chessboard and I'm, I'm look, you play chess, you got to look five step, five moves ahead. And if you're a great chess player, you, you move you, and you have every step ahead. You know, if they do that, I'm going there. They do this, I'm going here. And then eventually checkmate. And I think what we have here is a, there is something massive that is underway that we don't know about. The only thing I can say is the same sources, many of them, that me and my investigative team had used to expose all the stuff about Hillary, the Espionage Act, the deleted emails, the dirty dossier, uh, premeditated fraud, the FISA applications, it's spying on the presidential candidate transition team and presidency, outsourcing of spying abroad to allied countries to circumvent American laws. All of this is coming out, is my prediction. It is going to be such a shock to the system of, of deep state corruption and abuse of power that it will ultimately we will get the justice that is that is warranted because all we see are conservatives i was saying this on tv last night i mean you better be careful because if you're a, you're a conservative you got to need to understand something here that I got, apparently in America, only conservatives get prosecuted because these deep state operatives have not been held to account to this point. And we hear, oh, oh declination letter on McCabe. Great. Well, Inspector General said he lied, 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 lied. All these other people got put in jail for lying. And, I, and it infuriates me even saying it. But I think something bigger is in play. I'm being told by people that I trust that something bigger is in play. I don't know what it is. I think what the attorney general is trying to say is I am independent and I'm not going to listen to any political sides. And from his point of view, he needs to do that. He's not wrong to do that. And I think these moves that we're now beginning to see, coupled with the, the little crumbs that he's been dropping, show that something really, something horribly has gone wrong, and they now know it, and they believe it, and that they've got to dot every I and cross every T. That's where I think we are. 
if I'm wrong, then we're screwed. Because that means that our Constitution can be shredded. I don't think I am. What's the likelihood, Hannity? I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty confident. I would say cautiously optimistic. Because I've never been burned by the people that, I, that I've trusted for three years to get the story right for everybody. And it's not just me. It's our people behind the scenes that work in radio and TV. Everybody's been killing themselves for three years to get it right while everyone else got it wrong. And so I feel good about that part. I don't think I'm explaining it as well as I want to. I'll give you an example. Washington Examiner has a piece out about John Durham today, and I don't think it's a coincidence that while they haven't yet found anything to quite tie this together, they report today that, in fact, they're reviewing John Brennan and his analysis of election interference with Russia, including the Obama CIA director's handling of a secret source said to be close to the Kremlin. And Durham is investigating whether Brennan CIA was attempting to keep other agencies in the dark as they push for a specific preconceived analytic assessment about Russia's true intentions. Now, we now know the New York Times even concluded the dirty dossier was likely Russian misinformation from the beginning. That's another crumb. Now, is it at the pace and the speed that any of us like? No, it's frustrating as hell, to be honest. But I think I'm right. You know, it's fun. I, I got a note from a friend of mine who said, no, I'm, I'm totally following this. I, I, I hear you. And all of this, we've, we've already been proven right. And I'm just there. What I see happening is I think we are on the brink. Now, Hannity, what does on the brink mean? Give me a time frame. I, I can't because the wheels of justice, when you do it right, unlike, you know, these other people grinds very slowly but i think it's all coming out i think it's all coming to a head there are enough crumbs now that have been dropped that have gotten my attention that now the 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 doj stepping in on stone was not a little thing these four guys leaving is not a little thing the appointment of this guy now to do a top-bottom review on the Flynn case is not a little thing. The, the weeks and weeks and weeks that Durham and Barr have spent abroad, well, in countries like I've been telling you, Italy, Great Britain, time with the Australian people, these are crumbs, meaning they are getting to the bottom of what was the biggest abuse of power corruption scandal in history. Everything so far, I told you, and that our team collectively have put together and we've been able to do, you know, with only a few of us, has been proven correct. I think we're correct here, too. So I am putting aside my anger for now. I'm praying it happens faster than I think it will. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800 941 if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. Now, as a what? Why are you interrupting Nothing, me? nothing. I was going to give you a minute and then irritate you, but go ahead. Go, we'll do irritate it now. you now, now, now or later. Now. 
I'd rather get it out of the way. So First I can of focus, all, happy Valentine's. Oh, good grief. Yes, it happy is. Valentine's Listen, Day. Listen, we got some beautiful 800 flowers here in the studio. I, I want to give a shout out to our friends at 800 Flowers. They are 800flowers.com. I'm telling you, those people are amazing. You probably could still get it if you're that slow and you didn't do anything yet. <laughs> Listen, as far as I'm concerned, if you ladies, know. if you're if you're uh, significant others and men get you flowers over the weekend, that counts. It's not just today. It's tomorrow. It's Sunday. You have all weekend to be a no, Valentine. If they, if they screw it up today, it doesn't count tomorrow. No, because you no, it up. that's not true. That's it's, not true. No, it's dumb not Just to have do to it buy on the double. day, and then 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 they Don't you get up. shamed into doing it, and then they're still mad all, mad that you do it did it two I days would, later. I would not be mad if I got flowers tomorrow. Okay, but you want or Sunday. Them today. All right, I'm not whatever. Anywho, so what did you want? So listen, we already got one call in of someone who's even. More infatuated with you than any other caller online too, and it was so fun that I thought we should go to her. So, uh, oh, anyways, so all right, Jordan in Houston, Texas, KTRH. Hey, Jordan, how are you? Glad you called. Hello, Sean. How are you? How doing? are you? Good. I'm What's going good. on? Happy Valentine's Day. I Happy Valentine's to, Day. Um, yes, I'm the caller that called a few months back and told you that you were like my Brad Pitt, my Brannity, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> All right. Well, can I ask you a question? Do you have? A, do you go to a eye doctor? Because I, an you know, doctor. all I see My is an old is guy. <laughs> well, you're very kind. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You have a wonderful day and a happy. All right. What are you doing day? on Valentine's Day? You going out? You got a husband, a boyfriend? No. What do you got? Nobody. We do not do the Valentine's Day dinner rush, so we'll probably go get some some fillets. From H-E-B. Now, is this your husband or boyfriend? This is my husband, yes. How long have you been married? We've been married three years now. Oh, so you're in that honeymoon thing stage, right? Oh, I guess so. We were together for a long time. And uh, we... uh, Listen, I kind of think it's pretty cool. Now, Jordan, that was a bit of a pause. You do know that, right? Of a what? Of a pause. Pause. You know, it sounds like she's saying paw, like a dog paw. Pause. Pause. That was that would be called a pause. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. Well. Are things not good? Sean, I was just teasing her. Oh my God, you're so. I mean, awkward. I'm beginning to think there's like Stop. a. Be- 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 <laughs> Dr. Hannity needs Poor to you know woman. make a visit or something. I'm, we used to do the Dr. Hannity calls. We haven't done them in a while. Oh my God, you're so awkward. Yeah. Oh I'm so God. awkward. Well, I'm a talk show host. I speak my mind. Why don't you just uh, offer well, free marriage counseling while you're at it? No, please don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to get marriage counseling from the guy that hangs out a coyote ugly Easy. every second on the weekend for crying out now loud. Now it's a party. Oh, man. I got the dumb anyway, button over here. Jordan, happy Valentine's Day, and I wish you and, and your husband all the best, okay? Thank I want you everybody so much. to be Keep happy. Fighting a good fight. We will. Thank you. Very nice of you. All right. But uh, by the way, I, All right, Brannity, you can continue And it's now. not a good idea to be late. I don't know where you got that idea. If you didn't get flowers, call 1-800flowers.com. It's they not can late. probably get it's something the weekend. there. The weekend is not late. Yes, the weekend is late. Today no, is Valentine's Day. First of all, how many so, women, all right, so how that many significant women other person is not going to get the flowers and then they're going to then they're going to voice their well, that they're upset. And then you bring them tomorrow or Sunday or they you send them tomorrow or Sunday and they're going to be like, "Yeah, you did it cuz I made you." No, you what to, happens you need to is to be on time with this sort of Friday thing. Friday is a work day, okay? Friday's a work day. So if your significant other takes you out to dinner on Saturday night and wines and dines you and brings you flowers, it's just as romantic as going out on Friday night after work when you're exhausted from working all day. 
Okay, I totally disagree, and I guarantee you, you most oh women do not feel that way. And let's guys, t- let's my find advice out. is get them now. That's my advice. And if you don't, then you're, you know, kind of being selfish and, and you, you got to think of others. This is a day that you can impress somebody you care about. That's all. All right. But what the hell do I know? Nothing. You know nothing. That's why I'm taking over and telling you you're wrong. 941, Sean. So let me just see if I can reiterate this. So we've had the attorney general now say that spying occurred on a presidential candidate transition team deep into the presidency of Donald Trump spying. He said the word spying. The media went nuts. Then we've had every indication and every report that weeks have been spent abroad. That gets to the issue of the outsourcing of intelligence to friendly allied nations. That tells me they're on the case. Then this week, the great injustice, which is the Roger Stone case, uh, was brought brought to the forefront. The president mentioned it in his case, but also the attorney general said, no, nine years is ridiculous. When we look at the sentencing of other people, uh, guess what? We find out that we have a two-tier justice system, and what we have is four people then resigning. Clearly, I'm looking at overzealous prosecutors uh, abusing their powers because we saw the exact same thing play out. Now, the median time served for murder in 2018, is only 13.4 years. Roger Stone lied. That's his crime, lying. They're recommending nine years for Roger Stone, a process crime. 13.4 years median time served in prison for murder as of 2018 in this country. That's unbelievable. Now, what do you think the median time is for rape? Four years and two months. Robbery, three years and two months. Assault, one year, four months. They're recommending nine years in prison for Roger Stone for lying. Now, the attorney general stepped in and said, no, there's something. Then the attorney general also did this thing with General Flynn today. My interpretation of it, where it's going to end, and I'll ask Sidney Powell, who will join us in the next hour, is that I think this is another crumb. And again, I'm using crumbs and then I'm calling people that I can use the sources that I trust. And they're telling me. Uh, this is a bigger game of chess than anybody knows about yet. And I, and I hope that that's all true because I think what they, this country has done to general Flynn is a disgrace. I think the fact that, you know, I have all these articles, I mentioned them yesterday, USA Today, Guardian, New York Post, Washington Examiner, Investors Business Daily, Washington Times, Washington Post, Examiner, Daily Call, they all were that this is not me. I'm, their documentation, and I laid it out yesterday. James C- Clapper lied to Congress. CIA Director Brennan lied to Congress. Loretta Lynch lied to Congress. James Comey lied to Congress. Uh, Eric Holder lied to Congress. Lois Lerner lied to Congress. Treasury Secretary Jack Lew, Obama administration, lied to Congress about the Iran deal. That was in the Washington Post. Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe, four separate times, lack of candor, the IG found out that was in the Washington Times and every other newspaper. Examiner piece on Cheryl Mills that she lied to the DOJ officials and Uma Abedin lied to DOJ officials. All of that's out there. All of it. Now, here's where, you know, I hear the declination proclamation, if you will, by the attorneys for McCabe. Lack of candor's lying. All these other people lying. Roger Stone, we know what he did. We know what Hillary did. 
We know about Hillary pay to play. We know about the Espionage Act, gross, neg- mis- neg- uh, gross negligence, mishandling classified documents, Espionage Act, 18 U.S.C. 793F, intentionally mishandling classified documents. Yes, you got a slam dunk obstruction case with Hillary. And we also have the dirty dossier. And then we also have her signing off on the Uranium One deal. And then all the money from the people involved in the deal kicked back to the Clinton Foundation. I'd like to get to the bottom of that. You know, with James Comey, well, remember we found out that James Comey's home was actually raided after he was fired. And what did they find? They found government documents. Well, I think that might fit into certain categories, too, when we get to the bottom of it. We'll see over time. You know, you have all these players, Strzok and McCabe and Lynch and Page and Rubicki and Baker and... If any of those government officials use their positions to interfere in the Clinton investigation, there are issues, legal issues involved there. If they outsourced, meaning Brennan, maybe with Clapper's knowledge, maybe not. Maybe with Obama's knowledge. Remember, Strzok and Page said, oh, we want uh, the White House needs to be informed every step of the way. You know, you got the dossier, uh, the Russian dossier, likely Russian misinformation. But you do have Carter Page's civil rights. Now confirmed or violated civil liberties, violated premeditated fraud. They were all warned about the dirty dossier numerous times, but they used it in the FISA application says on the top of a FISA application verified. Not only is it unverifiable, it's been debunked and they used it anyway after the warnings. Now, well, that allowed them to spy on a presidential candidate transition team and presidency. Now, what's frustrating is as of now, only one side seems to be held accountable. If you're a conservative, you like Donald Trump, you're screwed. You're a Republican, you're screwed. Seems that in the United States up to now, only conservatives get prosecuted. Democrats, they can do anything they want, like the Clintons, dual justice system. They get away with everything. Democrats, you know, and now they're calling for another baseless witch hunt. Because the president tweeted out about the injustice and the double standard. Why shouldn't he? That's you know, We're supposed to have constitutional order in this country. Uh, you know, I listen to these idiots like Swalwell and Schiff and that idiot Eric Holder. Wasn't he held in contempt of, of Congress himself? Obama protected him. This is, this is our whole entire constitutional system of law and order. Roger Stone was, you know, arrested pre-dawn raid. Really? How old is Roger Stone? You know, he's a little nutty. I know the guy. He said things about me that weren't true. And that he's trying to be chief of staff. I'm like, no, he's not. I wouldn't take that job for, for all the money in the world. I have no interest in, in ever working in Washington or living in Washington, the swamp. Anyway, he has a Richard Nixon tattoo on his back. He's a little nutty, but... That doesn't mean he he needed a pre-dawn raid with all these guys in practical gear. 29 agents, full armed and full tactical gear. They know the guy doesn't have a gun. They know he doesn't even have a passport. He had frogmen in the back because I guess he has water in his backyard. And, oh, CNN cameras were there. Just, Just happened to be there at the time of the arrest. I'm sure they weren't tipped off or anything. You know, he's charged with nonviolent process crimes. Nine years? Nine years. Rapists don't even that's twice what what convicted rapists in this country are serving in terms of jail time. You know, and remember the same thing with Paul Manafort. All they had to do is call Manafort's attorneys. Now, if he lies on his taxes 
and he lies on loan applications. Those are dumb things to do. Nobody can help you if you do stump stuff like that. That's dumb. Pay your taxes. I always tell my financial, pay it, 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 pay it. I just always assume they pull my file every year. I, I, I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm certain they pull my file every year. So I'm not going to, I pay my taxes. It sucks, but I pay it. Anyway, Stone was convicted on seven counts. One count obstruction of an official proceeding. Congress. Five counts of making false statements to Congress. That's it. One count of witness tampering by the guy that's saying, oh, pff, he didn't care. He didn't really mean anything by it. That's just Roger being Roger. But it's the point. They did that to intimidate everybody. They did that for a show. Well, these other people that we know lied to Congress, lied under oath, obstructed justice, that committed premeditated fraud on the FISA court. You know, if we don't get to the bottom of all of this and, and the out and spying on a candidate and a transition team in a presidency, we're not going to have a constitutional republic anymore. That's the part of me that is angry. But I'm looking at it objectively and I'm saying, OK, I'm looking at this crumb, this crumb, this crumb, this crumb, this crumb, this crumb, this crumb and this crumb. And what I am concluding and then talking to my sources, which are pretty good, that there's a lot. There, there is a five alarm fire going on. I'm telling you that none of us know about at this moment. And it affects every single player that we have now talked about. And all of the crimes we've exposed and all of the corruption we've exposed and all of the abuse of power we've exposed. And I think what's happening here is there is an alignment. This is not a game of checkers. This is a game of very sophisticated legal chess. And I think what the attorney general is saying is I've got to be independent. Leave me alone. And I think he's right to, to do that. He has to be independent. And he confirmed yesterday the president's not asking him to do anything, although we would be within his rights to do so. And the president's saying he's frustrated. I'm frustrated. But as I put this together, I'm coming up with a conclusion that tells me something big is going to happen. That's my take. And that is the take of people for the last three years that have given me news and information that has been vindicated and proven right. I'm using, I'm using every source I have to believe that. And I hope I'm right. Because if not, we're screwed. That means there's a dual justice system. That means there is, there is no equal application of laws, no equal justice under the law. All our laws are predicated on something called our Constitution. At that point, if that happens, we might as well take the Constitution, put it in a paper shredder because we're done. And we're only going to uh, only prosecute people that believe certain things. It's over. You know, pick whatever tyrannical, dictatorial regime you want and their justice system. That's about what we'll have here. But I don't believe that's going to happen. I'm all for a Green New Deal. But it's not enough. We got to have a blue new deal to save our oceans as well. What is your plan to work with the sex worker community to not only legalize and regulate sex work, but to make, make it safer for all women and our LGBTQ community to participate? Well, we will do everything that we can uh, to make sure that sex, work, sex workers are, are treated with respect, 
that they are not harassed, that they are not murdered, that they are not beaten. Uh, the question of legalizing sex work is something that we are looking at. Do you support favoring legalizing marijuana nationwide? And what happens to those millions of people who still have a record for literally having a joint or a small quantity of marijuana for personal use? What would you do about those lives that have been uh, to a large storm uh, destroyed? Well, in the case of, of those lives that you're talking about, we have seen so clearly how incarceration does more harm than the offense that it was intended to address. And it is why I believe the time has come to end incarceration as a response to the possession of drugs. We need not only to legalize when it comes to marijuana, uh, and again, remove incarceration as a response for possession overall, but also recognize through expungements and retroactive cleanup of records, there is an opportunity uh, to make right what was wrong. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the uh, program here. Uh, drop out Joe. Uh, then you got Elizabeth Warren, new green deal, doesn't go far enough. That's she, Hers is $94 trillion in 10 years. Uh, we don't take in that kind of money as a country, and no oil and gas. Well, that's the lifeblood of the world's economy. Uh, then, of course, Bernie Sanders legalizing sex work is something we are looking at. Then we've got uh, Bloomberg apparently getting a pass from from people, I guess, that want to be powerful on his outrageous comments that he has made. He tells a Spanish language network that he'll grant citizenship to all the illegal immigrants and says we need to open all of our borders. Uh, OK, not sure that's exactly the right idea. Uh, he's now trying to run an even slicker marketing campaign than he has been after saying, yeah, you know, those murderers and murder victims, they fit one M.O. You just take a description, Xerox it, pass it out to all the cops. They're all, not some, all minorities, 16 to 25. Uh, yeah, but you, my, you're, you're arresting kids, uh, Mr. Mayor, for marijuana that are all minorities. Yes, I am. That's true. Why? Because we put all, not some, the cops in minority neighborhoods. Wow. Why did he do it? He says, because that's where all, not some of the crime is. This is now your insane democratic, radical, extreme socialist party, and it's only getting worse. And joining us now is the GOP minority leader. He could be speaker in 263 days. He can be elected and be the speaker in January. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is with us. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Sean, and you are 100 percent correct. Um, this party is the socialist party now within the Democratic Party. And how long has Bloomberg even been a Democrat? He he bought the majority in Congress last time, spending the most, $110 million. And what's interesting, when you watch a Democrat that's a member of Congress today, when they endorse him, you ought to look at how much money he put down. Did he give him 2 or $5 million in that race? Well, you know, look, just look at all of his positions. I'm not. Look, here's the bottom line. Democrats will do anything to keep power. They've done nothing for three years except hate Donald Trump. What's scary is, and and I'm jokingly, at least in my mind, I think it's a joke. 
We need to get them an abacus, or if they really want to come up to speed, they can use the calculator on their iPhones before they use bleach bit and hammers and remove SIM cards like Hillary. But the purpose is they have a calculator on there. $52 trillion, 10 years for Medicare for all. We don't take in $52 trillion in 10 years. Um, and then another $94 trillion on what? The new Green Deal where everything's free and we have no more oil and gas. That is the party today. And there's no law, uh, open borders. You even have eight states debating whether you can have an ab- abortion up to the moment you're actually dilating and, and giving birth and labor. Um, it's it's gotten more extreme by the by the hour, it seems. It is t- totally extreme. And the, the one part you bring up that is very important on their Green New Deal, we are stronger as a country, but more importantly, we're safer as a world when America's energy independent. Look what Iran is doing and look at what the price of oil is today. And you know what natural gas? I mean, we are so abundant here, but our natural gas is 40% cleaner than Russia's. But because the Democrats in the Northeast would not build a pipeline, they're importing Russian natural, natural gas into the United States. Unheard of. But that's a Democratic policy. Look, all of these policies would destroy job creation. I mean, could you imagine Bernie Sanders is actually saying that his his version of the new Green Deal will cost American jobs? So I'm going to not only cost you jobs, there'll be fewer jobs in America, but I'm going to not only raise your taxes, but I'm going to max out at a million dollars the amount that any one American can make, which means businesses are going to all leave and rich people will all leave like they have been leaving California and New York. That means we're going to lose millions and millions of jobs. It'll tank the economy, guaranteed depression. You don't have to be an economist to figure it out. But he's right. I'm going to raise your taxes. And then even after you've paid your taxes, we're going to come back and get another bite of the apple if you've saved some more money. And then we're going to take more money when you die. And they're going to do it, what, so they can take control of industry like the energy industry and other manufacturing industries. They want to control everything. What does that America look like to you? That is an America that doesn't look like today where, remember what Ronald Reagan asked, the simple question for the president, are you better off than you were four years ago? 61% of Americans say they are better off than they were three years ago because who's sitting in the White House today? If they move forward, we look like Venezuela. And remember... Hugo Chavez came in in a democracy. Then he changed the course of what we're doing. He promised free health care. He promised free college. Um, and look where they are today. They used to be the jewel of Latin America. And we just know this, but this is a great opportunity we have. This is a fight that's different than we've ever thought before. And they don't just hate the president. Sean, they hate you and me. They hate all your listeners. They hate the way of life that we believe in. And this is the difference, that America is more than a country. America is an idea, and we have to fight for that idea. It's really coming down to socialism versus freedom. And I believe not only will this president get reelected, but we can win the House. It's only 18 seats. There are hey, 30 hey, Kevin, Democrats. Congressman, yeah. Kevin McCarthy, let me say to you, this to you. If we don't win the House, if we don't keep the Senate, and Donald Trump wins, I can guarantee you it's going to be impeachment impeachment on steroids i mean for the entire presidency of donald trump they will never stop they can't they i can argue now that they can't even 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 if they wanted to they can't control themselves they can't eric swamel this week adam Schiff. these are the people that will still be in power it will still be a speaker pelosi it'll still be a chairman adam Schiff. if we don't take the house and that's what 
your listeners, they need to go to takethehouse.com if they want to change Congress, if they want to make sure if this president gets reelected that he's not sitting there being impeached. There's no other way this is going to change. He needs a Congress that will work for America, not blame America. And that's all they have done. Even this week, they're talking about impeachment again. I, like everybody else, I have here in front of me the February 2018 IG report that cites that the deputy and then interim FBI director, deputy FBI director at the time, uh, Andrew McCabe, quote, we found in a conversation with then director Comey after Wall Street Journal article was published that McCabe, quote, lacked candor. Well, lacking candor, well, would be lying. They found on that's on page two. Also on page two, they cite a May 9th, 2017 example where McCabe, quote, lacked candor. And that would be lying again. Additionally, we found when questioned under oath by the Office of Inspector General in a recorded interview, McCabe lacked candor. Uh, Then on page 22, lacked candor on four separate occasions. Um, Yet it's announced today that McCabe, they're not pursuing any justice in that case. The president is angry. I know I am angry. I know our audience is angry. You compare that to the treatment. Let's look at Roger Stone. The average sentence for rape in America under 2018 median time served in jail is 4.2 years for convicted rapists. And they want to put Roger Stone for process crimes, quote, lying, lacking candor. They want to give him nine years. We have exposed all of the premeditated fraud on the FISA courts. We've exposed Hillary's obstruction of justice, subpoenaed emails, deleted, bleach bid, hammers, uh, the Espionage Act with the Secret Server. Uh, How come none of these people heretofore have been held accountable? And I understand the attorney general needs his independence. I respect that. And I really do believe that this attorney general and prosecutor John Durham will get the job done. But I, I, I'm beginning to doubt when I read this. I'll tell you what, we're a country where one of our greatest strengths is the rule of law. But this is a person who is our top national law enforcement officer. They should be held to a different standard. They didn't have CNN with 27 of the people lined up in guns and other pounding on McCabe's door. And you know how he got fired? By his own investigation from people from the FBI, because he lied. And how can they say, if they're not going to move forward on McCabe, how do they put these other people into prison? So the only common denominator, if you supported President Trump, you have to serve prison time. This is what you talk about when you say control. They not only want to control every part of our economy, they want to control who can be the nominee. They want to control what justice is in this country. And that is not right. Well, it's and how do you feel about the well, first of all, look, the president can say anything he wants. He has freedom of speech. You become president. You don't lose that. Uh, I understand, I think, what the attorney general is saying. I, I understand the president's frustration because this is something I've I've deeply am deeply invested in because uh, we broke many of these stories exposing this deep state and FISA and premeditated fraud on the court and the dirty Russian dossier and and the obstruction with the bleach pit and the hammers. So, you know, it's frustrating. Do you think we get to the truth? Will there be equal justice and equal application of our laws? I believe that, and I'm going to tell you, I support our Attorney General 100%. He, he follows the rule of law. Now, remember, he was Attorney General before. He only came back because he watched exactly what you were talking about. He believes in the rule of justice. 
And remember, when you started exposing all this, it was not the popular view. You were getting attacked by it. They would go <laughs> after anyone. Remember what they did to Devin? Remember what they tried to do? If you were wrong and crossed the T wrong, they would have taken you away. But lo and behold, we are right. It's the closest this country We've had ever complete came vindication. I mean, it's just the opposite. Yeah. And and ninety nine percent of the media mob wrong. Adam Schiff yeah. knew better and lied to the American people in his report. He seems to always get away with things. Stay right there. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is with us, GOP leader in the House. We have, well, the ultimate jury in 263 days. I'll say this. If you're going to vote for the president, uh, I would strongly recommend you don't put these Democrats back in power because we know what they want to do. Imagine the progress we could actually make with an unencumbered president for a couple of years. All right, as we wrap things up, about GOP leader in the House, Kevin McCarthy. So the only way these investigations end, the only way we can really focus on peace and prosperity and creating jobs and opportunities for Americans is if people go out in 263 days, not only vote for the president, but they better elect Republicans uh, over these Democrats, especially in what, there's 30 or 40 districts in particular that I think Democrats are vulnerable, so the House can be won back. We have some tough Senate races, one in Colorado, one in Arizona. Uh, Maine is going to be a tough race. And I think that if people want to end the endless bickering and investigation and impeachment talk, that's the only way. That's the only way I see. Well, it's the only way. You're doing the president disjustice if you vote for the president and you let the Democrats stand in power. It's takethehouse.com if you want to end all this. And we are doing such an amazing job in recruiting because I'll tell you, with this impeachment and everything else, you've got like Wesley Hunt running in Houston, went, uh, flew Apaches, went to West Point. We've got amazing women out there, Ashley Henson in Iowa. We're having more women run in the Republican Party than in the history. We're shattering every record because they see this country and they want to take it back. And they want to make sure they have a Congress that actually works with the president instead of their only agenda is impeachment. It's unbelievable. Well, I always thought that if you actually served the people that put you in office, that that would be good politics and you'd be rewarded for doing so. To reward people that have fixated only on hating the president would be a disservice to themselves. But uh, again, I don't I, I'm only one vote. And my vote, unfortunately, is in the state of New York, uh, not as powerful as people voting in North Carolina and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. If you need one more motivation, if we took the majority, Nancy Pelosi would not be speaker and Adam Schiff would no longer be chair of the Intel Committee and he could no longer keep lying. I agree with that, too. All right. Kevin McCarthy, 263 days. Um, We'll be following this as closely as anybody on TV and radio. And we always appreciate your time. Thank you for being with us today. uh, The U.S. Attorney's Office, the Washington uh, field U.S. Attorney's Office, which is the same U.S. Attorney's Office that is handling the Roger Stone case and now the Michael Flynn case as well, and has been handling the Andrew McCabe case. They send a letter to Andrew McCabe's attorney where they say that after careful consideration, the government has decided not to pursue criminal charges against Andrew McCabe arising from that referral that I talked about from the uh, inspector general. Obviously, this is now over. All right, that is the reaction, by the way. Uh, 24 now till the top of the hour, 800 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program, beyond disappointing, inexplicable in many, many ways that they are not pursuing the investigation into Andrew McCabe, which, by the way, is a little 
we're not usually told these things. I know people under investigation, they're never told the investigation is, is done, finished, over, and dead. But I guess you get special privileges. And this goes to the heart of what I'm saying, isn't it? That, you know, if we don't get to the bottom, and it starts to start with Hillary. Start with the Espionage Act. Start, start with uh, obstruction and deletions of of subpoenaed emails and bleach bit and hammers and SIM cards. You know, it's it's unbelievable to me because the IG was was not shy in their report about Andrew McCabe lacking candor. It's on twice on page two of the February 2018 Inspector General report. When you say he lacks candor, Andrew McCabe lacked candor when he told Comey or made statements that led Comey to believe McCabe had not authorized the disclosure of information to the Wall Street Journal. That he also lacked candor when he told the agency he had not authorized the disclosure. And then you can go again. Uh, I'm reading again from the report that on July 28th, when questioned under oath by the Office of Inspector General recorded interview, when McCabe lacked candor and they give the specifics. Page 22, we concluded that McCabe lacked candor on four separate occasions. Uh, Andrew McCabe said he lied, I mean, on case after case. Now, the problem is, is, well, look at the Stone case. We know in the case of Roger Stone, we have frogmen in the back of his house. We have a tactical team, pre-dawn raids uh, for process crimes. Then they want a nine-year sentence for Roger Stone. Okay, well, a convicted rapist in this country, median jail time is four years and two months. You think there's prosecutorial overreach? You think there's abuse uh, in these cases? And when are we ever going to get to the bottom of those that the premeditated fraud committed on a FISA court? We have proven that case over and over again. And even we've been vindicated by the IG report in that case. All those people knew the information was unverifiable. It's now been debunked, but they used that as the basis to take away the civil liberties, constitutional rights of Carter Page to spy on a presidential candidate and transition team and a president. That all happened. And they knew what they were doing because they were warned repeatedly or the dirty dossier. Are we going to have equal justice under the law? Are we going to have equal application of our laws or not? Because if we don't, then we don't have a constitution. It's meaningless. We might as well put it in the paper shredder. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of this uh, extravaganza, Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst, author of the number one bestseller, Witch Hunt, is with us. Also, she, well, wrote the best-selling book, License to Lie, which talks about prosecutorial abuse in, in great length and depth. Uh, Sidney Powell is with us, who's representing General Flynn. Uh, we have some news on the Flynn front, actually positive news, which we can report, which is nice every once in a while. And that is that the attorney general installed an outside prosecutor to review the case against General Flynn. Uh, anyway, welcome both of you. And and first, Sydney, I guess we'll start with you. What's the update on General Flynn? Well, I think you know more than I do, because I just walked off an airplane that didn't I didn't have Internet access and I just learned that there has been a new prosecutor appointed to oversee it. I am extremely grateful for that because Mr. Van Grack is horribly conflicted in more ways than one. It's his own egregious misconduct that's an issue here with suppression of Brady evidence that's proven by the recent IG report. 
learning that the one of the FBI agents who interviewed General Flynn on January 24th in the ambush interview at the White House was also sneaked into a presidential daily briefing, never been done before. Chris Ray says it'll never happen again. It was an egregious abuse of trust and and power for that to happen. And we've got Van Grack being in the middle of everything related to the conflict of interest with respect to Flynn's prior counsel also. That's another reason to withdraw his guilty plea and dismiss the case for egregious government misconduct. We filed motions to do both. Yeah. What's your take overall, Greg Jarrett? Now, I, I understand the attorney general's position on a lot of these things. Um, I, I actually have faith that the attorney general, Bill Barr, and that the prosecutor, John Durham, will do their job. I have every indication based on public comments that they intend to get to the bottom of this. They have the power to convene grand juries ultimately, and they have the power to indict people. In some of these cases, the frustrating part for me is that we already have the information and evidence of a slam dunk case. Uh, you've identified all of the laws. Uh, I assume it's all going to happen. But this this gives me reason to pause. I'm not going to lie. Well, it should give everybody reason to pause. There is a two-tiered justice system, selective prosecution, unequal justice, and driving the case against Andrew McCabe, which was a solid case for lying not once but four times, proves it. But I do think this. Uh, I, I think the Department of Justice decision not to go after Andrew McCabe means they are going to stop pursuing Michael Flynn. And the change in prosecutors there indicates it. Look, it never made any sense that uh, Robert Mueller's special counsel team of partisans went after Flynn because he told the truth. I opened Chapter 8 of my book, Witch Hunt, quoting from the FBI report that said Michael Flynn told the truth. The agents who interviewed him determined he was not lying and that Flynn himself did not believe he was lying. That means and I that think that information was in the original 302 that they've either destroyed or have hidden from us. That's correct. I think that's, that's why it's missing, because it was absolutely written down by the agents when they came well, out. I, of the I, I don't know if people understand this. The original 302, and remember, we are told that the agents that interviewed, including Strzok, uh, after Comey did something he'd never do or get away with in the Obama-Bush administrations. And after Andrew McCabe said, oh, you don't need a lawyer. No, this is just normal stuff. I mean, while it was a setup, um, but they didn't think he was lying. How ironic they make him sign a document that say, says he's lying or else we're going to go after your kid and, and you don't have any money left. We know you had to sell your house, General Flynn. Oh, and thanks for serving your country for 33 years, right, Sydney? And threatened FARA violations that they literally made up. I mean, they took out key phrases from some things to charge them as false statements. They knew other things they alleged as false statements were contradicted by his own lawyers. They literally made up the FARA false statements to charge him with, to put pressure on him to plead to the false statements to the FBI, which didn't even happen. They altered the 302s that we do have. And I think it was even altered more to take out the totally exculpatory evidence about him being honest with the agents. Well, I just you know, want to know. I, from I have my... a feeling here right. that what's going to happen next in Sydney's case is this. Uh, with a new prosecutor now, they're not going to oppose uh, withdrawing the plea. And once the judge approves the withdrawing of the plea, and he should do that, 
uh, then I think they will decide to drop the case entirely against Michael Flynn. You can't prosecute a guy for telling the truth and, and at the same time decide not to prosecute Andrew McCabe, who lied not once, but four times, three of them under oath. It, it is impossible. Yeah, to the inspector general under oath, being warned of his rights, having consulted counsel, none of which was allowed to Michael Flynn. He was ambush interviewed, wasn't even told he was a subject, which he clearly was, we know now. And every one of his rights was violated at every turn in this case. He was screwed from every angle. Well, I mean, where do you go to get your good name back? His house is already sold, Sydney. I mean, his his family's been upended now for, what, three-plus years at this point? Yeah, and, it's an absolute and, outrage, but it needs to be fixed, and it needs to be fixed now because I've been out across the country this last week, and people are outraged. People should have yeah, every right to be outraged. Back by filing a lawsuit for money damages against the FBI for violating Michael Flynn's rights. And and once the case against Flynn is dropped, and it must be, uh, I would hope that uh, Sidney and Michael Flynn would consider suing the FBI for what they did. Uh, I think, Sidney, that might be a good idea. And if I was you, I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, anyway, stay right there. Greg Jarrett and Sidney Powell. Uh, amazing news. I'm not sure. How, I'm not sure yet how to interpret it, but I think Greg's right. I think I think the long nightmare of general flynn hopefully comes to an end but i still have some faith in the bar durham investigation and if we don't fix that that i mean it, we it will forever alter our any concept of due process or or equal justice under the law or equal application of our laws and our constitution that is the foundation of all of our laws and that would be a travesty that would that would be an unmitigated disaster that would be a decline in this country that I can't even I quantify in any way at this moment. And as we continue with Greg Jarrett and Sidney Powell, uh, 800-941-SEAN is our number. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, we will be at the top of the next hour. Rather, we'll be checking in with Elvita King and Alice Marie Johnson and then getting your calls in. Uh, I guess the, the question I have is. I think based on the statements of Barr. That he has made. He's even used the word illegally spied upon the president deep into his presidency. I really believe that he's going to get this job done and he's doing the right thing. Putting the McCabe issue aside for a minute. Um, I understand his need for independence. He's not wrong in saying, hey, I got to do my job independently, separate from the White House. And I understand the president's frustration and wants to speak out about it. And I guess Barr's feeling like, hey, you're making it harder for me to do my job because people are thinking that I'm listening to you and I have to be independent. What do you think ultimately is the outcome? We'll start with you, Sydney. Well, I think, number one, Barr is independent. He's the kind of man that can let the president blow off steam. As I've said, often the president gives voice to what the American people are thinking. I, I would never take it as a directive if I were you know, in Barr's position, for example, I just wouldn't take it as a directive. He's just saying what people are thinking. And Barr is a sufficiently self-authenticated man to do what needs to be done as he knows it needs to be done with the greatest integrity. And I think proof of that is putting a special prosecutor in or whatever he's done. <laughs> I haven't even read do, about do, that. I, let me ask the question. Do you believe... 
that those that committed premeditated fraud on a FISA court will be held accountable. Let's start there. Do you believe that? Yes, I, I believe they will. And as I understand what just happened with respect to McCabe, it's a declination only as to the false statements he made under oath to the inspector general. Greg Jarrett. Right. I, Durham will, in his findings, determine that the FBI had no business uh, opening a counterintelligence investigation of Donald Trump in the summer of 2016. They violated uh, regulations. They abused uh, individuals, including uh, the president's rights. But the most important part of the Durham investigation, I think, will be uh, that these people at the FBI and Department of Justice obtained illegal warrants without probable cause in violation of rights and that they should and will be held accountable legally. I believe that, too, in spite of the declination, as as Sydney has just mentioned. It's hard. It's now painful because only one side has been prosecuted in this case, and that's it. And and that's the frustrating part. Sydney, last word. I am encouraged by today's developments, although I am a bit disappointed in the McCabe decision. But like I said, as long as it's just to the false statements to the inspector general and not with respect to the more egregious offenses, I can understand that. And there may be other things at play that we don't know about. I look forward to finding out more information about what this might mean for General Flynn. But we certainly need an independent assessment of the case. That's the minimum the Department of Justice owes on this because the entire case was made up. Unbelievable. Thank you both, Sidney Powell. Uh, We're praying for General Flynn that justice finally gets done here. Greg Jarrett, great work as always. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN is our number. The, well, Bloomberg disaster with African-Americans has now gotten worse, and the president's polling with minorities even higher. We'll get to that with Dr. Alveda King and Alice Marie Johnson and your calls next hour straight ahead. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. The people of Nevada are watching, and uh, I want to make it clear we praise their diversity as a state. And I'm going to be out there seeing them very soon. Tonight, though, I, we just heard from the first two of 50 states. Two of them. Not all the nation. Not half the nation. Not a quarter of the nation. Not 10%. Two. Two. Now, where I come from, that's the opening bell. Not the closing bell. And uh, the fight to end Donald Trump's presidency is just beginning. Just beginning. Thank you. It is important that Iowa and Nevada have spoken, but look, we need to hear from Nevada and South Carolina and Super Tuesday states and beyond. And look, we're moving in an especially important phase because up till now, we haven't heard from the most committed constituency of the Democratic Party, the African-American community. They just keep saying, oh, it's a disproportionate percentage of a particular ethnic group. That may be, but it's not a disproportionate percentage of those who witnesses and victims describe as committing the murder. In that case, incidentally, I think we disproportionately stop whites too much and minorities too little. I don't think those words reflect what uh, how I led the most diverse city in the nation. And uh, I apologized for the uh, practice and the pain that it caused. 
But why did you say it? It was uh, five years ago, and um, you know, it's just not the way that I think, and it's not the way. It doesn't reflect what I do every day. Oh, my own words don't mean a thing. Anyway, news roundup, information overload hour eight hundred nine four one. Sean, if you want to be a part of this extravaganza, uh, now we see that the that the former mayor of New York is now out there in damage control mode, and he's trying to rally community leaders and surrogates all around the country. And one pastor in particular was pressing Bloomberg, who began his presidential campaign by apologizing for what he's done and believed for 17 years. And he only changed and said so because he decided he's going to run for president. And a big part of the Democratic base happens to be African-Americans we accept your apology on one level, but uh, we want to let you know we'll be looking for more concrete expressions of your apology in terms of the African-American community. And he said that was said by Calvin Butts. He's a pastor in Harlem who is attending this meeting with Bloomberg. And uh, Butts said Bloomberg's financial support of causes important to uh, African-Americans in New York um, help alleviate some concerns. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, we know his radical position on the Second Amendment. We know his radical position, uh, certainly on minorities. Now he's out there. He told a Spanish language network that he's going to grant citizenship to all illegal immigrants in this country. We're not going to deport them, he said. Uh, we don't want to. Uh, and then he went on to say we should open all of the borders. Um, interesting side note that, oh, he was uh, elected uh, mayor of New York, and he decided he was going to leave certain, I guess, exclusive golf clubs. Well, since he got out of the job of being mayor, not thinking he was going to run for president, he rejoined those clubs, which to me is all the evidence you need that he will say and do anything for political expediency. Also turns out, this was a UPI story, that this history of racially insensitive comments is not just limited to insults directed towards the black community. Uh, the Democratic media hasn't mentioned it yet, but Mike Bloomberg, you know, this issue of illegal immigration, uh, when he said in an interview uh, about illegal immigrants in 2006, he said to John Gambling, a friend of mine, who was on for many years in the mornings, he's retired now on WOR, uh, you and I are the beneficiaries of these jobs, he said, and, and you and I both play golf. Who takes care of the greens and the fairways in your golf course? Anyway, the general manager, Deepdale Golf Club, uh, actually said no illegal immigrants work at the club. 100% compliance with immigration laws. Um, wow, pretty interesting statements. Um, I don't know what would the reaction would be with the media mob had it been Donald Trump that said all of that. I would tend to think that it would be rather loud and, and pretty angry, and I would say rightfully so. Sort of like the anti-Semitic comments of some congresswomen. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll give them a pass because they're Democrats. If it's Donald Trump, one standard. If a Republican or a conservative, one standard. Democrats, they can get away with it. But he did say that police stop white people too much, uh, minorities too little. He did say that, yeah, his, his stop and frisk program was, quote, to target minority kids whom cops must throw up against the wall. Um, I think if the cops did that, they probably would be fired. He also goes on to say that the murders and murderers, they fit one M.O., not several, just one. 
You just take a description, you Xerox it, you pass it out to all cops. They're all male, all minorities, 16 to 25. And then he says, well, people say, oh, my gosh, why are you arresting kids for marijuana? And they're all minorities. He said, that's true. I do do that. And he said, why? Because, quote, we put all the cops in minority neighborhoods, not some, all. And he said on the recording, well, why do we do it? Because that's where all the crime is, not some of the crime. Well, that statement is just false because, well, I work in New York City. Our studios are here. Uh, Anyway, joining us to weigh in. Now, we have other factors involved as it relates to 2020 in the election in 263 days. And more importantly is this president, Donald J. Trump, has created record low unemployment month after month after month for African-Americans and all-time lows, and he keeps breaking it almost every month with a new record. All-time low unemployment numbers for African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, African-American youth unemployment. Dr. Alveda King is with us, uh, Executive Director of Civil Rights for the Unborn and Priests for Life and her ministry, Alice Marie Johnson, Probably one of the most inspirational figures I've ever met in my life. Remember, she was given a life sentence uh, for one nonviolent drug offense. And it was President Trump that not only commuted her sentence, but it was then Donald Trump who followed up and gave us the criminal justice reform bill to make sure that disparate sentencing nonviolent offenders, one time offenders like Alice Marie Johnson, not get a life sentence. Welcome both of you back to the program. Uh, Alice, we'll start with you today. Um, Okay, you've heard Michael Bloomberg. You've heard his explanation. I don't believe it's sincere at all. I think it's political expediency, but I don't know what you think. Well, I think the things that that the African-American race will be able to weigh in and look for themselves what has taken place. These issues are so much bigger than just an election. These things have far-reaching impact on families. So I think that um, us as a race of people, I know my family will be weighing in on the record of candidates and making their choice as to who they're going to vote for. And your thoughts, Dr. King? First, I want to say hello, Sean. Hello, Alice. It's Alvita. Hi. Hello. Hello, Alvita. We love Uh, Alvita. (laughs) You're very sweet. I shouldn't. I'm like, all right, I'm doing a show. I'm focused on the topic. Hello, Alvita. We love you. (laughs) What's going on? I love you too. It is Valentine's Day. I love y'all too. But my goddaughter, Angela Stanton King, introduced me to Alice and her whole situation a while back. And I was so glad to see the bravery and courage of what Alice is saying. Now, what Alice just said is very key. People, not only your family, Alice, but everybody needs to really be listening, taking a look at what candidate Bloomberg is saying. And Democrats are real good at making a lot of promises and saying what they're going to do. But then look at the president of the United States, who not only made promises, he has kept every one of those promises Mm -hmm. and many more promises. Now, one thing about uh, Mr. Bloomberg, oh, well, when I get in, I'm going to do so-and-so and so for the African-American historically black colleges and universities. Well, President Trump has already done that, and he's going to continue to do more. And down in Florida, Alice, I guess you've heard about this. Sean, have you heard? Uh, they're trying to have an action to let the, the uh, people in prison vote or the ones who are newly released vote, but they want to give credit to the Democrats. Well, who's getting the people out of jail? President Trump. 
So they should, should vote for the people. They, the people should vote for the person who's getting them out of jail. What you say about that? Well, I mean, I would like to find every Alice Marie Johnson. Uh, Alice Marie Johnson, you had a life sentence, but you you found a calling, a ministry, and what you're, you you took it upon yourself to work with young women that were coming into prison that, unlike you, were going to get out at some point to help them develop skills and a, a life perspective and a faith that would keep them from ever coming back to prison. And you did so successfully, and you did so knowing that you never thought you had a chance you'd get out. That, to me, right. is um, Donald Trump did something that so many presidents promised and they never delivered on. That, that I think, is what separates him from everybody else. And you should think about how many African-American families, Sean, have been impacted by the First Step Act. When I've said this many times that when one person goes to prison, their entire family goes with them, their communities go with them. It impacts society. And many of the ones who come out on the First Step Act have been African-Americans, have been brown and, and black people like, like uh, that have come out. And so this has had a huge benefit in the reunification of families, of our families being restored, period. This had a very bad impact on my family with myself being gone. And, Sean, one thing, too, that has happened that I haven't heard a lot about is the Fair Chance Act that was signed into law in December. The president signed that into law in December, which means mm -hmm. that uh, those who are coming home from prison or those who have criminal back backgrounds can now get government jobs. They're no yes. longer banned from applying for government jobs. And that was a big win mm -hmm. that's going mm -hmm. to impact millions of families. Well, I want to thank you. Families, bringing families back together. That's very important. Yes. Keeping promises, not making promises, but keeping promises. What do we have to gain? We have already gained a whole lot with President Trump. I got to thank you both. Uh, Evangelist Alveda King, thank you. Alice Marie Johnson, thank you. And we'll continue to stay on it. I think it's going to have great ramifications and impact on 2020. And let's hope that's the case. Polls are beginning to show a dramatic shift in terms of the African-American, Hispanic-American, minority communities in, in the country now seeing the success of the policies of the president. And uh, hopefully that translates into um, a new base for the president for real conservatism in spite of the hyperbole and lies we're told every two and four years. All right, final half hour of the program. We're just going to take a lot of calls. I know a lot of you still outraged at the McCabe issue today, and no, he's not going to be prosecuted. And yes, we know he did all of the lacking of candor and lying and the dual justice system that is very blatant and obvious. I do still hold some hope that that'll change. Anyway, let's go to uh, Laura, Alabama. Hi, Laura, how are you? You get the last minute of this half hour and we'll be back after the news taking more calls hey sean doing all right today i'm doing okay sean? a little annoyed annoyed at unequal justice and unequal application of laws well you know you do a great job of keeping all of us across the country i'm an example of that well informed even though i am in the heart of dixie way down south i still know what's going on because of people like you thank you now well, thank you what's on your mind well, the reason I called is I've been a little upset. When I get home from work every day, my sixth and seventh grade sons have been telling me 
that, you know, they watch videos online. We have like the kid YouTube or whatever it is that they're subscribed to. And uh, guess who's talking to them? On Guess what they're being talked to about on YouTube? What? What a great guy Michael Bloomberg is. Mm. Oh, you mean, well, they're paying people to say it. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I, you, you can actually pay people on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter if they have a big enough following. You pay them to say nice things about you. It's ridiculous. Well, first of all, you remember when it used to be illegal to even market a tinker toy to a child. And now here we are sitting by. I bet a lot of parents don't even realize. And my kids know better because I'm their mama. I pray with them. I read the Bible with them. And they listen to talk radio with me. And they know better. And they're like, Mom, I'm getting all these messages about Michael Bloomberg. And it's disturbing, Sean. I mean, if we're not careful, what about kids who don't have parents that teach them right from wrong or teach them how to discern between a lie and the truth? What is going to happen to this country if this continues? Um, we have to make that not happen. I don't even want to think of the alternative. I don't want to think about losing. I want you to believe we can lose and we can. You know what? We'll never know until we'll know in 264 days whether or not this country is go, has made a really bad decision. We'll know whether or not we have made a great decision. The great the answer and the antidote is elect the president. The House and the Senate Republican and a lot of our problems go away and then we can focus on making America the greatest, best country it can be and and not take it up, take us down the drain towards socialism and failure. Uh, anyway, thank you, Laura. 800-941-SEAN is on number. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. Glad you're with us. Your calls are next on The Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. It's Friday. Wow, what a week this has been. And I, whoa. We need our best of audio. It's the hardest part of the best of audio at the end of the week is which audio to play because it's been insane. Every week is crazier than the the previous week. Anyway, here's best of audio. Then we'll hit the phones. 800-941-SEAN next. As they say in my business, I'm going to. I'm going to give you the whole load today. You got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice-looking guy. Mm. I mean, it's, that's a storybook. You're telling me we got to go spend money to keep from going bankrupt? Yes, yes, you don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the eighth largest black population in the country. My state is anything from a northeast liberal state. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. It's a fully, I'm not joking. His mom uh, lived in, uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so. Uh, God rest her soul. And uh, um, although she's, wait, your mom's still... Your mom's still alive as your dad passed. God bless her soul. A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. Hillary Clinton is as qualified or more qualified than I am to be vice president of the United States of America. Let's get that straight. And quite frankly, um, it might have been a better pick than me. So let me say it again. Thank you, uh, Terry. And thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper, and thank you, Chancellor, or Dr. Paper. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. Think about what happened out in where Gabby Gifford, my good friend, was shot and mortally wounded. 
Well, I say they're going to start to see unemployment grow uh, this spring. You mean employment? Uh, it's going to take uh, employment grow. I'm sorry. Number one job facing the middle class, and it happens to be, as Barack says, a three-letter word: jobs. J O B S. Jobs. See, I went to the big guys for the money. I was ready to prostitute myself in the, man the manner in which I talk about it. Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Chuck, stand up. Chuck, let him see you. Oh. God love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Now is the time to heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt. Speak softly and carry a big stick. End of quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. Union workers, the UAW took incredible cuts in their future and their, and their pensions and the less to get GM working. Now, I'm like the token black or the token woman. I was the token young person. And guess what? Mostly directed at, quote, people of color. You see it. We got Jim Crow sneaking back in. No, I mean it. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. I just wish my mother had lived long enough to see a crowd like this. She would have, what she would say to me is, don't let it go to your head. And uh, she, uh, every day I'd say, what'd you do? And she'd say, well, I played Scrabble today. And I said, who'd you play with? The housekeeper. Uh, did you win? Yes, of course. And I said, mother, the housekeeper works for us. She's throwing the, 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 the game to you. And she said, that's an outrage. And then she finished by saying, and if you learn to play Scrabble, you'd learn how to spell. 95% of murderers and murder victims fit one MO. You can just take the description of Xerox and pass it up all the time. They are male, minority, 15, 21. That's true in New York, it's true in virtually every city in And that's where the real crime is. You've got to get the guns out of the hands of the people that get you killed. So you've got to, if you want to send the money to a lot of cops in the street, put those cops where the crime is, which means in the minority neighborhoods. So it's one of the unaffected Unintended consequences is people say, oh my God, you are arresting kids for marijuana, they're all minority. Yes, that's true. Why? Because we put all the cops in the minority neighborhood. Yes, that's true. Why do we do it? Because that's where all the crime is. And the way you get the guns out of the kids' hands is uh, to throw them against the wall and frisk them. And then they start, they say, oh, I don't want that, I don't want to get caught, so they don't bring the gun. They still have a gun, but they leave it at home. And our crime strategies and tools, including stop, question, frisk, have made New York City the safest big city in America. The fact that stops match up with crime statistics and the fact that our police officers on patrol, the majority of whom are black, Hispanic, or members of other ethnic or racial minorities, make an average about less than one stop a week. Victims and perpetrators of crime are disproportionately young minority men. That's just a fact. You can look at the victims, you can look at who we arrest, you can ask witnesses and victims for descriptions. So it's a couple of, uh, uh, one newspaper and one news service, they just keep saying, oh, it's a disproportionate percentage of a particular ethnic group. That may be, but it's not a disproportionate percentage of those who witnesses and victims describe as committing the murder. In that case, incidentally, I think we disproportionately stop whites too much and minorities too little.
This is a guy who is, uh, has done nothing but good things his whole life, my son, and ran a food program, USA, a whole, whole range of things. But look, it's, it's what it is. We knew it was going to be ugly. So we can chip in and support those who listen to this. Chip in and support our campaign. Text Joe 23. Excuse me, I got to get this right. Joe to 30330. So how do you explain the performance in Iowa and why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? It's a good question. Number one, Iowa's a Democratic caucus. You ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're, you're, now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a little bit confusing in Iowa. I guess my favorite has to be crazy quid pro quo Joe. A lying pony face. What is, what is A lion dog face pony lion soldier. dog. Okay, he's done. I think Bloomberg is in much deeper uh, shift, if you will, than people think. Also, I'm getting giddy because I'm, I'm, I'm so furious at some things and, and so engaged in others, and I just can't wait 263 days. I, I just... Please make me happy. Everybody can make us happy. Let's be happy by shocking the world again. That would be the greatest. I can take a loss. We've dealt with Obama for eight years, Clinton for eight years. I can handle it. I just don't want to have to handle it. I don't know. I'm not sick of winning. I want to win some more. I, I hope most of you feel that way because ultimately the power is in your hands, the American people. And I'd hate to see people that have done nothing but hate Donald Trump and 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 try and destroy his presidency and undo an election and all the cheating that they're involved in at every level. Get away with it. Just like I don't want any of these deep state actors that have been corrupt and abusing power at the highest level to get away with anything. And you get you're the ultimate jury and you get to decide and you can shock the world. And and, and it's possible in 263 or four, depending on when the race is called, you can hear the words we now can project fake news, CNN, you know, conspiracy, state run MSDNC, the conspiracy channel. We can now project that Donald J. Trump has been reelected, the 45th president of the United States, and then watch the depression set in and the madness set in. And if you elect a Republican House, as Kevin McCarthy said earlier in the last hour, and a Republican Senate, guess what? All this crap goes away. And the president can then do more great things for the country, uh, which scares the hell out of them. All right, let's get to our phones as we say hi to Michelle is in North Carolina. We'll be watching North Carolina first in 263 days. That I know. How are you, Michelle? We're glad you called. I am doing great. However, I hate to di- disappoint. I'm actually in Utah, which is, again, oh, okay. I'm sorry because of Nick. Because of Mitt Romney, and I would like to apologize on behalf of Utah to all of the Republicans and conservatives what, what out there. You, for what do you have to apologize for? You're you're oh. not responsible mm-hmm. that Mitt Romney, yeah. you know, <laughs> lost it. You're well, not. I mean, I, I unfortunately, a little bit. But I always said I didn't want to vote for a Democrat, so I held my nose and voted for Mitt. And it turns out I voted for a Democrat or worse. But um, the reason why I was calling is. I wanted to, you were going over um, the approval rating and different minority groups, and I wanted to point out um, just, I'm a conservative and um, I am gay, and uh, I have been a conservative for a long time. My wife, newly, we just got married in October. She, By the way, um, congratulations. Good for you. Thank, 
Thank you very much. Um, uh, she voted for Obama the first time around. Um, then I don't even know if she voted after that. Um, and then just voted third party because she did not like Trump. I was all but a never Trumper. Um, I loved Ted Cruz. Um, I didn't like Trump. And I voted against Hillary more than I voted for Trump. However, um, quickly did I see that he, um, he, I might not like the way he presents himself on Twitter and some of the things he says and does as far as like knee jerk reactions to stuff, but his policy and his keeping his promises, he's one of the first uh, politicians I know in my history, I'm 42 years old, that actually keeps promises and, and fights for that. And, um, is it, so by the I way, am, isn't that refreshing? You know, yeah. I mean, and you could look at, for example, Bloomberg, you know, 17 years. Oh, he's all for stop and frisk. And he says all these other things. And uh, oh, but I didn't mean it. You can't take my words. And I actually believe them. It's an election year conversion, just like he leaves golf clubs when he becomes mayor. He gets out of office. He joins them again. Now he's leaving them again. It's all phony, you know, political appearances. There's nothing sincere about it at all. Well, that's the thing is, and how long have some of these people been in um, politics? They've been in for decades, and what do we have to show for it? We're, are, we're in debt, but beyond anything I can even comprehend, and we just want to keep going that way. Trump wants to come, and then he, uh, sometimes on the spending things, I disagree with him. But for the most part, I'm I'm happy to campaign for him. I'm happy to vote for him, um, and I, I think my wife is even going to vote for him. Um, and so it's it's... The, the worst thing that could have happened to the Democrats as far as the gay community, I, I think, is, and I don't agree with the way it was passed, but gay, having gay marriage become legal because now they don't have that glittery uh, carrot to hang in front of us saying, well, they're against gay marriage. If we, you know, vote for us and we'll give you gay marriage. They've been saying that for 20, 30 years, and they never delivered because now that we have gay marriage, now we're looking at our lives and saying, well, why do we pay so much in taxes? Well, wait a second. Why shouldn't I have the right to de- defend myself? Well, you know what I mean? And so that was one of the you worst know, things. I, I, listen, I, I think do. America, there, there are so many. I'll tell you for me, in my life, as I get older, I think a little wiser and smarter. I just, what I've really come to realize, if we're going to be really blunt about things, everybody's wrapped up in their own life. I don't think anybody cares about these issues. About I think, I think Americans overall are pretty libertarian about okay leave people alone wish people the best in life and okay if 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 you have views of morality that you want to hold on to then you should absolutely hold on to them and be free to express them and i just think that but for most people we're we're really focused on our lives and life is hard enough and for me my wish for every american is that they are happy healthy successful prosperous and safe and right now we have so many big issues in life that, you know, if we really dig down deep, I don't think people are watching what other people do or what they choose to, you know, or or who they choose to love. I don't think people care. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. And can I just add one thing? As um, a religious um, gay conservative, um, I have been treated far worse by the gay community for being religious than the religious community for being gay. Me and my wife were married in a church. Um, which I was extremely happy that um, that that was that ha- that what happened, and that's the point. Is most Republicans they don't want you flaunting it. They don't flaunt their sexuality in, in people's faces. I I don't flaunt my sexuality in, in other people's faces. I play softball, and I think that's a good indicator of I'm a lesbian. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, 
Uh, Michelle, you're a human being. We're all human beings. We just want to live our lives with lower taxes and right through our defense. I want to live in the the freest, best country God gave (laughs) man, and I want government the hell out of my life. Because government destroys and never makes things better, it seems, and whatever they touch. Uh, Godspeed, Michelle. Uh, Call often. We appreciate you being uh, on the program and and wish you all the best and congratulations again. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. A lot of moving parts. Now, we're going to have full coverage, news information you won't get anywhere else, including, yeah, Michael Bloomberg stepping in it all over the place again. The latest on what's going on in terms of the deep state, equal justice, Sidney Powell, Uh, We're praying that case goes away. Greg Jarrett, uh, Joe Concha, many more. 9 Eastern, set your DVR. We'll see you tonight at 9. We'll be back here on Monday with only 260 days to go till you get to shock the world again. Have a great weekend. See you tonight. Back here Monday.